I'm recording. Yep. All right. That's good. Welcome. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Can you start? That's the best. (laughs) I was trying to be... I was was trying to to move things, and I was trying to also do my stupid joke of, like, welcome to 93.3 The Doodle, Um, and then I accidentally knocked, like, a fuck ton of things off my desk, so... (laughs) Welcome to the cold open of 90... I'm sorry. Continue. God damn it, Janet. Who put this shit here? (laughs) That's my favorite podcast. (laughs) I got to see them live recently. Try not to be too close. Janet really just put that shit everywhere, man. You haven't seen it until you've seen it on stage. The shit. What are you doing out there? We all swore at her together. Woke up in a lucid dream. Now we're hunting for the shards. We might be an oddball team. But at least we've got no bards. World What's up, everybody? I'm Pedro, the GM and creator of World Walkers, a weekly podcast that follows the hilarity and hardships of a group of world-hopping adventurers trying to save existence. The World Walkers have learned the truth behind the nightmares and the origins of existence itself. I'd go into more detail, but honestly, Jane kills it in the beginning with an incredible recap, so let's just jump right into Season 3, Episode 22. Not today, Alzheimer's. Um, do you all remember what happened last game? Yes. Not at all. No. no not really. Yeah. <laughs> Something about a demigod and Enzo regretting his decision. <laughs> so we had met the toxic toads, and toxic toads were cowards and took us to meet their friends, the toxic toads. And their angry toxic toad friends tried to kill us, but we convinced the toxic toads to help us. And the moment they agreed, the nightmares that had infected toxic toads killed them. And the remaining toxic toads took us to meet their god, which turned out to be an ancient swamp spirit. And the swamp spirit interrogated us and really loved Vasa because Vasa is just like the most honest, like dank thing ever. But like (laughs) the rest of your thing, you know, kind of sketchy, weren't really that favorited, whatever. But in the end, the swamp spirit was convinced of the genuine nature of our task. And was like, thank you. Sorry. It's like, okay, I'm going to purge the, I'm going to try to purge all this nightmare thing that's claiming your little Tomkin friends. But then when it did, the nightmares attacked the swamp spirit and then we ran. And then the swamp spirit at the very end was like, hey, Enzo, or like Roboto, you can help me and we can beat these things together. But Roboto's like, nah, man, see ya. And the swamp creature <laughs> died. And now we're facing off with the nightmares that caught up to us. Sounds good to me. All right. So, <clears throat> yep. Um, yeah, last we left off, you were um, running through the swamp, and Roberto, like you said, had made a an important decision. How you doing, Roberto? Don't like it. You're darting through the swamp, trying to, as best you can, to make your way through. Like, you're not running into a clearing. There's, like, thin, withered trees all around you. You're trying to dart back and forth. And essentially, it's cu- it's not cutting your movement in half, but it is cutting it down by five feet. You find yourselves fighting through, trying to get as as out of the swamp as quickly as you can, and then up ahead, you see a couple of dark shapes rise up and start to take like a vaguely humanoid form. But then behind them, there are 
the shadows kind of grow from the trees and they almost kind of take the night with them as they almost blanket the area in darkness and then they too you can you can hear them kind of like pull off of the trees and start to take uh, not so much humanoid forms but just like rather bulky almost like a wave crashing down on you and they kind of rise up and they fall like they kind of block off the areas not around you but ahead of you and you stare into them you almost can pull a visual out of them like almost like a a a vague sense of recognition but it doesn't make you feel good and in that split second what do you all do yeah i would guess i would get i forget if i'm holding Tompkins or if kilrum uh was holding um, I'll say I'm holding him in, and I would put Kilrum in front, hopefully, like, eyeing the quickest, weakest space, so that he, we could push out and just keep going, because I don't think a fight's the right way, so I would say, like, let's barrel through and try to get back on the path, like, or at least not get entrapped, you know, like. Erdemy. Follows Brumblestone's lead. She swings her moonbeam around. Um, to try and light away. Like, wherever she sees the big monkey man going, she shines the moonbeam, like, not on top of him, but near him to run interference. Okay. Uh, Roberto? I'm just following and being slightly more afraid than you should be. (laughs) Tin? Uh, she's going to yell, hip hip hooray, (laughs) and use her uh, cloak of wings of flying to finally no. try and get into the goddamn air. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no. oh, All no. right. And yes. then what's uh, <laughs> what's Vasa going to do? I think she just follows whatever um, opening that um, uh, Brummelstone and uh, Ertlebe provide because, you know, they're the magicians in this situation. They have the range. All right. So first off, everyone roll initiative. How do we I... What's, what's initiative plus again? It's a D20 plus dexterity bonus. And if you have some sort of feat that would affect it, you would add that bonus too. I got a 17. So go down the list. 10? 15. Brummelstone? Uh, 15. Who wants to go first, Brummelstone or 10? Uh, ladies first. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, Vasa? 19. And Roberto? 11. All right. So first things first, I need um, everyone to make a wisdom save. And I got a 22. I got a nine, but I'm going to use my cloak, and um, that lets me automatically succeed at saving throw. Seventeen. Uh, Roberto. Seventeen. And Erdelby. I got a nat twenty plus my five for wisdom. Is it twenty-five? Wow, nice oh, shit. critical she wisdom. She's wise as fuck, y'all. So <laughs> <laughs> one of the um. One of these kind of shadowy, wavy entities takes itself into like almost the sky and kind of becomes a canopy for you. And you watch as it almost fades into the sky and the slight twinkling of stars kind of comes through it. And you're not sure what's happening. And then this wave hits all of you and you feel yourselves wanting to take a long rest. And everybody fights it off, oh. except for Tompkins, oh, no. who fades away. He fades away. 
Good night, like, sweet prince. Define fade away. Yeah, like, does he fade away metaphorically? Like he disappears. Like he's gone. Like he's. God, son of a bitch, Tompkins. We literally just sacrificed the ancient spirit god to get this little fucker back. <laughs> <laughs> he's like classic Tompkins. He's that classic. Classic Tompkins. <sighs> he's frozen. He's frozen on this. After that, one of the ones that's kind of taken the, uh, that has a more humanoid form, it leaps forward in this kind of like wave, crashes into the ground, and then comes back up as two huge, like, kind of almost balls of blackness. Both of them are trying to crash into Ertleby. What? But I'm so wise. Yeah, uh, you successfully uh, jump out of the way of both crashes, though. And then it splashes and starts to pull itself back together. After that is Vasa. Um, so just to clarify, there's one nightmare that's technically spread like a huge sky blanket. Mm-hmm. The sky canopy one can try to make us fall asleep again, which is a big no-no. So she's gonna take her arrow and try to shoot at the sky. Alright, I rolled a 13 plus 7 makes 20. I definitely hit. And now with my short bow, that is 1d8 plus 6 plus 4 makes um, an attack of 10 on Sky Canopy Nightmare. Alright, and then... Um, She's still got the the moonbeam she's concentrating on. Um, Is it intersecting the sky? Well, it reaches up 60 feet, I think. How high is the sky? Higher. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Can I start a second moonbeam? Stack it on top. top? <laughs> I just levitate it. It's from the moon. Like, are you asking if you can move it up? Yes. Yeah. Should I attack this guy? Pull the audience. Attack this guy or no? Uh, attack the yeah. one that's in front of you. Yeah. All oh. right. All right. I'm going to go with Tin. She's hooked first and she can fly. She can attack this guy for me. Mm-hmm. I, got I attack you. the one in front of me. <laughs> Tin. Tompkins back. I was not able to reach the sky. <laughs> I just shake my <laughs> fist at the sky. on this sacred duty. <laughs> okay. So you're it. moving the moonbeam forward? I sure am. All right. So let's see if it, if it passes. Fail. Nice. All right, time to do some damn edge. <laughs> Thirteen radiant, and if um if it can change shape, if it fails, it also instantly reverts to its original form. Yep, it's in its original form. So very well. <laughs> its original form is the sky. She didn't no, no, attack no. the sky. Oh, okay, gotcha. All right, yeah. So you, yeah, you, you change, you, you. Bring your focus to the creature that just tried to attack you. The moonbeam races across the ground and then centers on it. It gets slammed with the power of your moonbeam and it kind of discombobulates for a second, holds itself back together, and it's trying to hold its shape. Um, And it looks like it suffered a little bit of damage from that. After that, you see that it's trying to shift into something that you vaguely recognize it'll be, but because the beam is on it, it can't. Another one focuses on Tin, another one of the like vaguely humanoid-shaped ones. And it surprises you because it, it doesn't try to reach for you. It pulls itself back, 
and then a piece of it fires off from about 60 feet away. Like two pieces of it split off and fire at you. Oh no. Nine damage. <laughs> and then 50 damage <laughs> as you go plummeting to the ground. Nine damage as it crashes into you. And then when it does, do you have inspiration? No, I'm, uh, I was not very inspired. Okay. Ever. So you also take four points of wisdom damage. Um, so what is that exactly? What is your wisdom? It makes you Oh, shit. Pedro. <laughs> Pedro. Pedro, don't do this. Listen. Tim's not the smartest. All right. Okay, well, ignore your intellect for a second and give me your wisdom then. Okay, it's 11. All right, so minus four. Oh, no. Oh, no, we're all going to go to the shadow realm, guys. (gasps) Oh, shit. And so you watch as these two, like, kind of projectiles fling off of the creature, slam into um, Tin. And then she stammers back, and when she looks up, you can see that a little bit of the decisiveness that you would recognize in Tin, a little bit of the um, awareness of Tin, has kind of faded. And she's collecting herself, but, like, she's still in the fight, but it seems like she took more than damage. Tin has Alzheimer's now. No, it's not intellect. (laughs) It's funny. Wisdom is the stat that would let you discern whether it was Alzheimer's or not. And the fact that you're convinced it's Alzheimer's means that you took four points of wisdom damage. <laughs> That's just what Tim yelled. She's just, she's just flying in, yeah, she's flying in a circle in the sky like, I have Alzheimer's. Wait, but the question is, how do we heal wisdom? That's a great question. Can we, um, like, throw books? Like, of all the antagonists Pedro could have made, he made, like, a, a super psychic one. And he's like, hey, guys. And it has, like... Two different colored eyes, by the way. <laughs> Weaknesses, none. <laughs> Strengths, everything. Flaws, unflaw. <laughs> His only flaw is that he's too cool. <laughs> Tin, your turn. Tin's going to. Okay, so she would she would fire at the canopy, but she knows that Vasa fired her little rangy thing at it. So she's like, somebody without so, a range. Twin. Before you do that, roll a wisdom I check. I have Alzheimer's. No. Oh, no, she's gonna pull. Pedro, this is bullshit. <laughs> How much is seven? I'm sure it's like a negative now. Uh, I think it's a negative two. Oh my god. Yeah, negative. Eight, nine, oh, eight, nine, uh, I still got 15. 15, okay. So, it takes you a second to, like, remember that it never reacted to the arrow. So, like, it took the damage, but it didn't, like, shift its form and start to do something crazy. So, you remember that in the past, they it could choose when to evoke the fear of someone that attacked it and gain the uh, resistances and vulnerabilities, essentially. But it didn't. It took the arrow, but it never okay. shifted or did anything uh, in response to it. So, right Keep before you shout that, you realize, like you, you intuit that oh. something didn't happen. Oh, okay. Then she. Uh, when did she shout that? Um, it's so funny that um, I just find it very funny that, like, on the night that Tin is uh, less wise than she's ever been before, she has these incredible insights. <laughs> yeah, what just... does that say about the character? <laughs> 
Um, anyways, I guess so Tim's she's just gonna fine. go. I don't know what happened. <laughs> 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 it's, it's intellect, guys. It's intellect. She's like, not today, Alzheimer's. Um, um, and then sh- she's gonna go ahead and also she's like closer to closer to the sky, closer to Jesus. <laughs> Turn around, shoot at the sky. <laughs> <laughs> Take down the moon. <laughs> Wait, no, the moon's our friend. Take down the stars. Um, <laughs> I have Alzheimer's. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so she's. I'm not gonna do sharpshooter. I'm just gonna. Uh, <laughs> it's the sky. How could you time. miss? <laughs> I'm gonna shoot the oh, sky. Darn it. I hit the ground. I just again. shoot straight down. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, let's see. <laughs> Take I got that, a 20, 27. <laughs> you hit the sky. <laughs> Did I hit the sky picture? <laughs> Did Excuse I do me it? I hit the sky. <laughs> I just imagine she's like looking off into the distance like, I remember the day I hit the sky. Uh, a mighty five damage. Oh, wow. She's a little discombobulated. Fucking sky. Yeah. Bremelstone. In our path in front of us, how many humanoid figures are like standing in our way? Two. Because one's behind Ertleby. I have a fireball and essentially I want to like clear our path by using that. I want to see if I can knock out like or at least like injure as many as we can like and possibly run through them, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. You could lock down either the two um like essentially you could fireball the two um Humanoid figures, or the humanoid figure to your right, and the other wave that hasn't acted yet. The wave is the one that made us, like, essentially sleep, right? Well, there was two waves. One went to the sky, the other one hasn't acted yet. I would recognize that that was, like, the one that went to the sky and cast the spell. Or, like, made Tompkins fall asleep and disappear. Yes. Does that make sense? I, I could correlate those. Mm-hmm. Alright, then I would feel like those are bigger threats, so I would attack those two. One pass, one fail. 20-30 damage altogether. Yeah, so I pull out a scroll and read it, and then I'm gonna try to position Kilrum in front of us, so if anyone comes, he's gonna, uh, you know, he'll use a bonus action. If anyone passes, he'll try to punch. Clear. A reaction. Yeah, yeah. So you read from the scroll, and the small bead of fire um, incinerates the scroll, and then rushes forward and zips between the trees and then crashes into them this huge explosion. And you notice they are also not reacting like normal, just like Megan, or just like Tin had realized. Okay. Are, do they look like they're taking damage? They are taking damage, yeah. One of them rushes off and also splits into two huge kind of like orbs of darkness, just like they did for Ertleby, and tries to crash into you, uh, Brummelstone. My AC is 15. Okay, both miss. They also crash around you, land behind you, start to reform, but uh, they do not connect. And then the other one also takes to the sky. I need everyone to make wisdom saves again. Tin's lucky and's gonna re-roll. So is Erdlby. Erdlby, after being lucky, gets a 21. Um, An 11. Uh, A 14? So I had initially failed, but um, then I used a point of inspiration to roll again, and I passed because I got a 17. I got an 11. Vasa and Ertleby, you watch as Brummelstone 
Tin and Roberto <gasps> fall backwards and just poof, disappear as they hit the ground. No. No. Well, one of them stretches out and that wave hits you all. And as Brummelstone, Tin, and Roberto start to lean back, three of the different creatures rush forward and kind of pour themselves into their bodies as they <gasps> crash. So Vasa and Ertleby, it's just you two and two of the creatures. Three of them have left. Oh, this has been a pleasure, everyone. <laughs> Guys, thank you for joining us on the last episode of Little Walkers. <laughs> So that was uh, round one. Round two. Uh, wow. <laughs> uh, Ertleby. Um, wants to get the fuck out of here. Uh, she would look to Vasa to like try and make eye contact. No, Vasa's, yeah, Vasa's already like eye contact up the wazoo being like. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's not Ertleby. It's the other one. It's the creature. Yeah. So it, um, it splits off and surrounds you, Ertleby. And then attempts to crash into you twice. Leave her alone. Very rude. <laughs> Leave her alone. She's very wise. <laughs> um, and eighteen damage. <gasps> and That's then fine. A, a total of five wisdom damage. No. She doesn't have much else. Um, and I need you to make two concentration checks. No prad. All right, you got a twelve. Twelve. All right, it passes. Yeah. Roll again. Constitution again? Yep. Got a 13. All right, so you, you maintain concentration on your spell. Nice. But you have lost five points of wisdom, so that affects all of your spells. Ooh. So. I was plus five wisdom. Now I'm net zero. Damn, really? you was. Zero? Well, I had plus five, right? And so then minus five? No, it. what's your, your wisdom is what, is 19? It's I'm prof- I've got a little dot here, so I'm like proficient in it. So it's two plus three. Do I do it not? No. Um, it's- What's your wisdom? Uh, base is plus two, and then I've got plus. Three I need I need the number that your wisdom is. Your wisdom 14. gives you a bonus. Fourteen. All right. So you have your wisdom's only fourteen. Yeah. But you're a druid. Are you sure? Very wise druid. I'm Dr- very wise. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> you take that back. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I just I. Th- we learned that oh, she's been. I thought I'm supposed to be. Um. Yeah, no, I'm like I'm a plus two. Wait, you have a copy of my character. Yes, I'm looking now. Oh yeah, you put your highest stat in deck. Sorry. We all chose okay, okay. decks. We're all very non-confrontational people. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Um, yeah, so 14 minus 5 puts you at 9, so you're at a negative 1. I don't get proficiency anymore? Oh, yeah. wisdom check. Okay, gotcha, 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 gotcha. Gotcha. Okay, sorry about that. So, uh, yeah, it slams into you once from the side, and then as you crash to the left, it slams into you again and almost knocks you uh, on your behind. And you steady yourself, but it's, it feels like it's surrounding you, even though it's forming back up. You just get this kind of almost paranoid sense that it's surrounding you. Um, after that is Vasa. Okay, uh, Vasa's gonna see that Ertlebee is getting battered. So she's going to move. Well, one, um, she's gonna. Fr- okay, how far away is she? 30 feet. 
So the plan is to one, attack the shadow beast that's attacking her, but then wind up in a position where I'm defensively positioned in front of her. Oh, you can't wedge yourself between the creature and her. Why? Because they're next to each other. Well, they're not this space. This space for Jesus or space for Vasa, I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. But, um, all right. So she's going to go over and she's going to attack the creature that is um, confronting Ertlebe. So, all right, let's roll to attack with my rapier. Seven plus seven is a 14. No, it kind of reshapes itself around your blade. Son of a bitch. Ertlebe. He wants to get out of here. Uh, Vasa, how fast can you move? Um, I can move, I guess, technically 25 and 25, uh, since the foresty terrain. 75. I can move 75. Uh, yeah. Because you can move, you can use your action to move, and then you can use your cutting action to move. Yeah, that. I'm pretty slow, but I could turn into a panther. And a panther has a speed of 50. So, like, I'm kind of thinking you could make a run for it. Um... Wait, was that, were you complimenting the idea of using panther moves? That's... No, I was saying, can Vasa ride a panther? That's a good question. Pedro, is Vasa able to ride a panther? Vasa's able to climb on top of a panther and hold on. All right. I think we should, like, we should do this and just, like, um, I maintained Moonbeam, right? I'm going to turn into a panther and, like, blood chain hop on me and we're going to try and get away. Um, okay, so you shift to the panther, and then do you wait right there? Panthers do not wait for anyone. The panther <laughs> leaps at Jane, at Vasa, and lively picks her up. Okay. All right, give me an acrobatics check. Oh, well, lucky for me, I'm very acrobatic, and so are panthers. I'm ready. I'm ready, Grandma. Come at me. Yeah, normally she wouldn't be able to do this, but since it's Rolana, she's able to, like, rush forward and then kind of scoot her up and have her slide on her back as long as she makes the check. Oh, wait, can she, like, pick me up by the scruff of my neck and I just curl up? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you only curl up everywhere. because your body dies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> and she drags... <laughs> oh, my God! <laughs> wow. But, that is the saddest story, is... Ertlebe looks up, and the camera follows her gaze, and she looks at the sky, and then it comes down, and where before there was an old lady is now a silvery black panther. Oh my god, oh my god! You should, when when you have that roar, that, the like 80s panther roar, you should then play um, the, the da-na-na-na! Da-na-na. <laughs> the music from Mario 3 in the dungeon? Okay, so I... <laughs> But I'm like. I'm sorry, I don't know what it is. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, 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 boom. Yes, that's all I heard. I'm sorry. Help me out here. It's the Thor theme. The Thor theme? Yeah, the. Man, am I that? Yeah, Immigrant Song. Immigrant Song. Okay, yeah, no. Immigrant Song by, what is it, Led Zeppelin? Led Zeppelin, yeah. Yeah, it's playing. As the panther, like, oh, okay. what I, yeah, that's yeah. literally what I made. Don't you oh, okay that? That's literally You've got to add the little reverb. <laughs> I, was, I seriously thought you're like dropping like the fortress <laughs> in Mario <laughs> 3. I was like, that's badass. <laughs> I don't know what it has to do with fucking panthers, but I love that song. <laughs> 
the silvery Black Panther to the the sweet tunes of Mario Zeppelin, uh, <laughs> <laughs> illuminated by the moonlight from the moon, uh, leaps towards Vasa. Super Mario Zeppelin three, <laughs> like grabbing her cowl in her mouth. Um, by the way, I rolled an eighteen plus three. Um, but I'm no longer lucky. I've used up all my luck points for today. And she flips Vasa onto her back. Oh my god, it's a legless uh, swing. And gains and a point of inspiration. And gains <gasps> a point of inspiration, yes! <laughs> and like takes off into the woods. Um, where, where, like she's in the trees, leaping as fast as she can away from the threat. Alright, I need one last wisdom save from each of you. I got a 16, Vasa got a 16. Panther B. I it's not good. I need to use this inspiration. I just rolled a seven. So um minus one. Wait, minus one plus three, but still not very good. I'm gonna roll again. I'm inspired. I use my inspiration. Sixteen. Minus one plus three, eighteen. You both succeed. Yeah. <laughs> Let's find our new characters and get them. And, <laughs> and you panther paw your way out of the situation. You can hear the the stickiness of those nightmare substances peel off and try to come after you. There's no way they're going to be able to catch up with you in this new form. Nice. And you're gone. I guess you'd say transforming into a panther was pretty wise. I was going to go with wild. <laughs> I thought you set up for the wild panther joke. No, no, I just wanted to bring up wisdom again. Mm. That's it. That was good before and is now bad. Ten. Mm. So, one minute you were in the swamps, you were surrounded. The next moment, you kind of like blink your eyes a few times and look around. are in a sullen, dark, gray place. The fields normally would be vibrant and lively this time of year, but the grass looks like it's dying. There's no color. The unique flowers that grow in this field have been essentially... It's hard to almost remember their name. They've kind of just faded off. And you look around and you're surrounded over and over again with huge metallic statues. And you realize that you are back in the fields of the forgotten. Oh no. Wait, what's that again? I forgot about those. Uh, those all the, is that where <laughs> Wes was worried I was going to have a good moment where I wouldn't have to edit the laughter out. And he was like, I'm on it. Don't worry, I got you. Thank you for listening to World Walkers. Sorry for all the laughter and joy I'm causing. Thank you for listening to Waka Wakas with your host, Wesley. If you know, like, now I feel like if if bear people are opened up as an option, I have to make a giant bard. Fozzie. Waka Waka! <laughs> a bit, or, okay, sorry. Oh my god. <laughs>
What kind of options do you have at a bear bank? Berenstein oh. Bonds, Waka Waka. <laughs> <sighs> okay. I just okay. made that up too. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Please enjoy this right. bad pun joke while <laughs> making <laughs> recovers. Oh, okay. Right. This podcast okay. is just right. <laughs> oh my goodness. Brummelstone. What? That's it? No, I mean, take me there. <laughs> I was like, I was ready. I was like, let's go on this okay. journey. Okay, so yeah, together. you're surrounded by all of these metallic statues, mm-hmm. the air, the grass, everything, the color, it all feels dead. Okay. <laughs> okay. Olivia. Megan has a funny face. Wow. What? Whoa, that's me. That's the what? next episode <laughs> title. That's really uncalled for. <laughs> What I meant, Megan, is that you're weird looking. (laughs) Seriously, though, what What? is the thing? It's it's still Megan's turn. I I know Megan asked me to to stay with her. (laughs) Even asked me to take her there. She's like, like, take you there and drop you off. I thought you wanted to (laughs) walk out. All right, bye, Dad. I'll see you after school. Is like, all right, let's check in at all of our other protagonists. And I'm like, no, 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 wait, wait, I'm not done. And then you come back, and like, oh, yes, what did you have to say? I'm like, no, it's just nothing. <laughs> what are you up to? What are you thinking about? You know, you hang up first. Oh um, <clears throat> okay. Uh, <laughs> okay, well, Tim goes, uh, this can't be good. And cue the laugh track and <laughs> take it away. <laughs> No, okay. Um, Brummelstone. You find yourself in a small village. It's quaint. It actually looks a little bit familiar. It might be... At first, I mean, you're convinced there's no way it could be because you were just in the swamps on Rolanus battling with your friends. But now suddenly, you're in a small village at the foot of a mountain that you used to live in. This small little village... Rustic, uh, smoke coming out of the chimneys. It's morning, and you're at the edge of the village. What do you do? The first look around. People are bustling about. They look like they're, you know, it's a regular morning. Um, the farmers are oh well. I mean, this it's it's well past sunrise, so they're they're far off into the fields working now. But you can f- uh, smell fresh bread um, just <laughs> wrapping up. The chuckles of tin somewhere off in the distance. No, it's just playing perfectly into my joke about the poor provincial town. I I was gonna say, I believe I start singing "Poor Provincial Town." I believe that's the next (laughs) move. Um, Do I mean? I guess I recognize the village. Do I recognize the people? Oh yeah, yeah. I would cautiously. Is Kilrum there? Is it like, am I in the red cloak? Mm-hmm. The dragon scales? Nope. This feels like a dream. Uh, I I want to immediately try to wake myself, but I 
resist to go back to my home to see my house. Mm-hmm. So you kind of start walking the village? Yeah. You walk the village and you see several familiar faces um, as you make your way through the village. And then up ahead, uh, there's somebody that looks very familiar. They are pushing a large wagon. W- the wagon is way too big for one person to be pushing, but they're doing it. It's absolutely filled with apples. They walk with a sort of like mindless intent. Uh, it is your brother, Roberto. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's his eye. <laughs> but um, he's just pushing this huge, impossible to manage wagon of apples and he takes them to a house and then stands there and someone comes out and starts evaluating the apples and Roberto never makes a move, never makes a sound. He never says anything? Correct. And no Doesn't one Doesn't even seem to see you. Like he's not looking your way at all. Yeah. I like bump into him and say like, where are we? And it, Roberto turns and looks at you evaluates and then turns and waits. And the person looking over the apples looks and says, uh, you okay, sir? Yeah, yeah, all good, all good. And the person you're talking to, his name is Ernest, and you've had dealings with him many times. He uh, deals with a lot of the fruits and uh, vegetables in the village. Uh, you know, just waiting for a reporto here. Get off. I'm sorry? Uh, nothing. You guys go about your business, Ernest. I'll see you guys later. Whoa, 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 whoa. How do you know my name? Do you not know mine? Should I? I mean, I, uh, I grew up here. Mm, pretty small village. I remember that. Excuse me a second. He's like, all right, these apples are all good. Um, why don't you head on down to the mines and get back to work and I'll see you tonight. And Roberto kind of lifts up turns and then just mindlessly walks off. Mm-hmm. I see what's happening here. I would mutter, Rumblestone would mutter to himself, and then he would continue on his way to his house. Ends up. Hi. Like the others, a moment ago you were in the swamps battling for your life, something in the back of your head about whether or not you made the right choice, stuff like that. And then suddenly in the next moment you look around and the scene is completely different. It's an open plain, but not in the sense that it's like fields of grass. It's almost like just this existence. It's like, it's completely pitch black. You can feel a floor, you know where the floor is, but visually, you would not be able to describe it to somebody. In the middle of this near-infinite-type-seeming space, that's, that's where you're at. And maybe about 10, 15 feet away from you is a statue. The statue is cowering. The statue has a t- completely torn-up, shredded cloak that looks like it was made of scales. The statue is looking up into the sky with its hands trying to cover its face, but the face, where the face should be, is completely smooth. Now, you would know that on Obrimos, it is 
the most important thing that a dwarf can do is face their death with honor. Because when a dwarf dies from Obrimos, they turn to stone and leave a literal legacy in the form of their body, which becomes a sort of statue, a monument to them. This statue, this stone, used to be your brother. Not only does it not have a face, which means he was forgotten from time, but he also faced his death like a coward. I don't like it at all. Um, <clears throat> what so like I'm. This is the statue's the only thing around, mm-hmm. except for this kind of uh, the sound of a burning sphere coming from behind you. Oh, well, I turn around, and that's when you realize. You have no metallic body. You become aware of the fact that you're pure flame. Oh. Naked. <laughs> um, this is embarrassing. Um, has this ever happened? Have I ever experienced this before? When you unchain yourself and return to the plane of fire, mm-hmm. this is you. Okay, so that is not unusual. But the statue is. Yes. And um, behind you, as you kind of shift your attention towards the uh, towards the back, there is a huge burning sphere. Almost like a... It's what you imagine the sun must look like up close. It's massive. It's hundreds of feet. It's exploding all over its surface, and it reaches out to you, and then we'll go back to Tin. Tin, what are you up to? Um, well, Tin is, first of all, wondering how she can be in the field and, like, still operating. So, yeah, so, am I, so, am I able to move? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so she is like really. Uh, or Tin is. Yeah, she's just really like confused. And then she definitely is wary of what she knows can be in these fields. So she's uh, scanning about, uh, seeing if she's noticing any other movement at all. Yep. Give me a perception check. Wonderful. I'm great at those. Just make sure you uh, factor in your new wisdom moments. Was perception? Wisdom, yeah. Mother. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, it's a two. Mm-hmm. So she stands up and she's like, wow, this is great. Uh, nothing wrong here. Uh, no, but she does stand up or attempts to. Mm-hmm. Is she yeah. successful? Okay. Um, so she'll stand up and. Um, I don't know. I guess. Uh, does she have her gun on her? Mm-hmm. Is, okay. Um, her gun doesn't work, right? Because it's anti-magic or no? Is, would that? Would, would her gun work? Shouldn't. Can she fire a test bullet into the air since it's silent? Mm-hmm. Okay. Does. Yep. It, it fires. Works. Cool. Um, 
I don't know, like, uh, what's, so there's just nothing that around her. She just only sees fields. Correct. And the metallic statues all over. Okay. So she's going to make her way over to the closest metallic statue. It looks like the statue's been eviscerated. Like it looks like some sort of sharp objects were able to rip it apart. And as you kind of walk around it and look, you come to the front and it's got, it almost looks like it's wearing like a hood, but made of metal. And as you come around, you stare right into your own face. Ah, oh, damn. Okay. And then it moves to look at you. Oh. This and then is... you can hear metal break as it shifts and starts to break itself free. And all around you, more and more of them are breaking free shifting and casting a gaze at you and the only thing that you can feel is accusation as they all start to shift and come towards you Brummelstone? So Brummelstone I think is piecing together that he is inside the nightmare world somehow um, is, is his guess um I guess he was walking towards his house. Um, anyone he sees that he knows, he would just say, like, he would say their name and see if they responded. They, they, they look and they wave, but there's no recognition in their eyes. Uh. <clears throat> so you, you walk to your house? Yeah. You open the door, look inside just as you left it. Um... Except for the fact that none of your stuff's there. Like, it looks like the day that you moved in. Because it looks like you were never there. And you take a step inside. The door shuts behind you. The walls turn to darkness. And you can feel yourself inside the belly of some sort of creature. As the house itself moves to devour you. Guys, don't go inside. Thanks for listening to Season 3, Episode 22. Not today, Alzheimer's. Thanks to everyone for listening, and an especially huge thank you to all of our supporters over at Patreon for making this and every episode a possibility. The music from this episode comes from Kevin McLeod. You can find his work at Incompetech.com. The sound effects come from Sirenscape, which you can find at Sirenscape.com. Additional music was also provided by Alexander Nakarada. It's like my favorite painful memory where I went to donate some CDs and they were like, we can't accept these. They are not cool. They're shit. (laughs) They're not cool enough? Is that what they said? Was that Orbit Music? You listened to Bjork? Laughed and handed them back. (laughs) I was going to say, like, you're like, but my Kenny G collection. (laughs) No, Kenny G sells. Kenny G sells. Kenny G sells, yeah. He's solid. He's solid. The G sounds for grand... Like, yeah. Lots no, of I've, money. I've had that happen. At, we have a McKay's, and you like give them all your stuff, and then they give you these books back, and you're like, "These are good books. <laughs> you fools. You guys, you guys are jackasses. This is a good movie. I'm gonna go watch it now." Test. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Turn it around. One. Yep. Last green It's not omnidirectional. Okay. All right. I feel yep, like this is better. the thing me and Enzo I, had to learn. Jane, pro tip: if you put googly eyes on the front, it'll help you remember.
<laughs> I'm gonna that's return a really... this second I go home. So that's, oh. I have that on my. I wish I could show you guys. It'll fuck that's up my. Really mic, good but... idea. Yeah. <laughs> I have solid advice. That's solid advice about everything. I do that to my car, so I know which way. With <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the giant googly eyes. <laughs> there's like the there's there's googly eyes on the on the steering wheel, and there's really angry eyes on the back seat. So he gets in the back seat, and he's like, "Calm down." Oh, so my front. my mistake to get in the front seat. I don't want to be trouble here. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, muchacho! He is he was out. He can't pass his save. It's no. not his fault. No, he no. was like awake. No. He was like out of it, but he was awake. I, well, I mean. All right, that's hold on. I thought he was out. I thought no, he had he like is, woken up and stuff, right? Yeah, because he fought him off and like let him take his memories. But he then, was. Out. Can we let the guy? I don't remember. <laughs> Never mind. He's out. He's. <laughs> I remember he was like passed out. Like he passed out. Ow, out. Out. We just. Oh. I think I'll give him that. Say, hold on. But then, where does it come from? It's just a. a <laughs> does it come from the moon? <laughs> no. Moon prison power. Like, where does this moonbeam like it originate? It moves to the moon sixty feet up, and it really just floods <laughs> everything. Uh. Tidal waves are affected for years. It's a very bad <laughs> spell. I don't know why they would cast it. The physics I totally wish hold the up. The sky canopy with the moon that I have brought down for moon, <laughs> moon beam. Swing the, swing the moon around on the inverse of the moon beam. Oh my God. <laughs> like a chain. But I'm just wondering like, if other druids are casting the spell, don't they? That's in like. Yes. From what I just heard, I actually Vasa actually moves faster than a panther. Yeah, so I'm gonna turn into a mouse and hop on you. And you can <laughs> Yeah, let's all yeah. see Ratatouille. Wait. <laughs> no no. <laughs> Olivia travels fifty, so if she moves and uses her action to move, she travels a hundred. Oh, okay. Minus five for each one means she moves ninety feet around. Okay, all right. Okay. All right, yeah, yeah, okay. Vasa, <laughs> slow that down. I am a kind GM. Um, I, need a, I need a pie chart. What's going on? <laughs> Too much math. Thank you, thank you, Pedro. Thank you for saving us. For the Olivia rides Vasa. Seriously, that's all I want our reviews to be. Like, if you've made it this just... far and you haven't reviewed us, please just five stars. This podcast is just. <laughs> Yeah. It's gonna be like a one star review. It's like too many dad jokes. Really. Yeah. <laughs> too funny. But funny way my dad's funny, which is not. It's like I was engaged in the story, and then the guys were having fun, and it just uh, disgusting. <sighs> when it's quiet, I hear the voices telling me to do the bad things. Anyways, let's do this again. <laughs> World walkers. Comedy um. <laughs> That's Megan. I might at the end of this episode, I might have that be the last line. Just like it's re- I'll cut everyone else's voice out except for Megan and go, when I hear the voices, like <laughs> no. <laughs>